What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the law firm of Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. Go ahead, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit back and listen. Davisondavisshow.com or the Davisondavisshow.com for your awesome merchandise needs. Have an exciting show for you today. We do. I'm looking forward to this. All of our regular shit that we do. Uh, we're going to have window. we're going to have to watch the language uh, while we're on. That's going to be with hard. our guests. Yeah. 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 Going to have to actually behave a little bit. Um, <laughs> I may play him our marital tips. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, com Episode guide there. Cool stuff that I just figured out how to do a couple of months ago, which is actually in the episode guide. Now I'm embedding our show. So you can just go to whatever show you want to watch. Boom. Click on it and hear that episode. Um, Excellent. Yes, I know. It's been a super exciting day for me. Um, was that work today? Yeah. Was that work oh, you, today? You got to go to work? That's good. Yeah. And uh, I walk into the kitchen because managers eat for free. And uh, was like, hey. I'm ready for my lunch. I think I think I'm hungry. I think I want some lunch. And uh, Jose turns and looks at me and goes, "Oh, no! Hourly managers have to pay for food now." And Hell. I, I knew, I knew because one of the other managers was just in there. <laughs> getting his food i knew he looked at jose and said hey tell him he's got to pay for food now (laughs) and so in true scott fashion i turned looked at jose and went i'll be right back where are you going scott (laughs) go give my two-week notice i'll be back and i walk right out and jose i mean i I kind of look back and Jose sitting there like with this, this expression on his face of what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> so, this was, this was supposed to be joke, man. This is supposed to be funny. So I'm out, I'm, I'm out and I, I go find Sam, uh, one of the other managers. And I'm like, I know they're fucking with me. That's fine. I'm going to fuck them right back. 
the minute that I walk through there again, I'm going to be like, nice knowing you guys. And just keep walking. I want you, Sam, to walk in here in about an hour and go, what the fuck did you guys do to make Scott quit? (laughs) (laughs) So I go back, I go back through and they're like, uh, Scott, do you want your lunch? I said, fuck that. I quit. And walked right out the back door. <laughs> so, so, evil, evil. I, I go walking into, um, now I didn't, now the manager that was fucking with me, I didn't let him know what I was going to do or anything. <laughs> well, like 45 minutes later, I go walking into to the manager's office. And the, the one guy turns and looks at me and goes, um, dude, um, you, you don't, you don't have to pay for food. And I was like, I know that. I know. <laughs> um, uh, okay. Well, cause, because Jose said that you're going to quit. And I said, yeah. And I sent Sam in there an hour later and had him go and <laughs> make it even worse. <laughs> You guys can fuck with me all you want. I'm going to fuck back. (laughs) He he just looked at me. He was like, oh, my God, you are such an asshole. (laughs) Thank you. Don't start nothing. Won't be nothing. (laughs) I mean, you started it. I knew you started it because you were sitting in the freaking F&B office. I had way too much fun today. And the the funny part about it all is that, like, I went into his office a half an hour before I was supposed to leave, and I was grabbing all my stuff. (laughs) 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 Sorry. I did not hit the cough button. I'm sorry. Um, my friend Jordan, another one of the managers there, he's he's sitting in the corner and he's just he's laughing. He's like, <laughs> "I told everyone that you were fucking with them, <laughs> but you didn't know." Um, have you tried this yet? It looks like Mountain Dew. It's Diet Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, I've drank that quite a bit. Oh. Not bad. Not bad. Holy shit, is that stuff good? The the only thing better is Diet Dr. Pepper. Now, I do the Diet Dr. Pepper, but if I'm going to do the Dr. Pepper, I might do the Dr. Pepper Zero. Um, Yeah, same thing. It's just that tastes so close to real pop. Yeah. It's just amazing. Pop. Nobody down here says soda pop. Soda? What do you call it? Coke? It's soda. Cola. It's soda. No, cola is a Chicago thing, actually. And Coke is uh, uh, southern states like Georgia. Like yeah. everything's Coke. Well, uh, Atlanta, the Georgia area where Coca-Cola was started, everything is Coke. It's, it's. hey, I want a red Coke. Hey, I want a brown Coke. Hey, I want, you know. Down here, everything is soda. It doesn't. 
What do you want? Oh, I red soda. Okay, that's big red. Hey, what do you want? I want green soda. That's Mountain Dew. Uh, what do you want? I want a clear soda. Do you want it ginger or lemon? And that differentiates between ginger ale and Seven Up. Oh, oh, yeah. Anyways, so uh, before we really get into this, because we're on time crunches today, what are you drinking? What are you drinking, man? Uh, Michter's Small Batch Bourbon. Uh, If you go to our website, I did a review on that. At one point in time, very good stuff. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, And not expensive. No, no, it's just a good, solid bourbon. I don't think I'll ever leave my larceny as my go-to, but this is quite enjoyable. Oh, that sounds fabulous. 91.4 proof bottled in Kentucky. Mm. Mm. I, myself... I'm doing Redemption with Diet Mountain Dew. It's horrible. (laughs) I'll be switching it up here soon. Yeah, Sprite or ginger ale. That's that's really (laughs) the only mixers you should be using with bourbon. Oh, soda. Oh, I had to try it though because I love the diet. I mean, that's become my my drink that I take to work every morning, uh, because it's got a high caffeine rate and all that. Um, but it's just a little too uh, what do you call it? Too citrusy for bourbon. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh oh. Guess it was... would. It would probably go really well with gin. Because gin and citrus go really well together. Yeah. I know you don't dig gin, but, you know. I hate gin. Uh, what else did we have to talk about? Oh, uh, I talked about work. I, uh, anything mm-hmm. happen with your job? Yeah, it's uh, so slow. I want to slip my wrist. We will talk uh, no more about it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, all right. <laughs> we got to get to our, our first segment here. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been trying very hard in our life to help married people with their lives and and getting themselves to make it through this hardship that we call marriage the, the betterment of, of humanity you know yeah um, through the vows of marriage i yep. try i try so hard with this anyways ladies and gentlemen this is the marital tips welcome to the davis and davis show marital and sex tips of the week to maintain a good relationship with your wife always do this during a fight apologize here is an example of an apology we use quite often honey I'm sorry that your piss-poor attitude this morning caused a rift in our relationship a wife will generally receive this token of your love and reciprocate the same back to you lastly it is so important to have your wife as the background of your work computer this way when everything at work goes to crap you can always say to yourself If I can make it through marriage with that, I can make it through a Monday. This has been the Davis and Davis Show Marital and Sex Tips of the Week. God, words of wisdom, man. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. Oh, I don't know how to... (laughs) 
Uh, I, I did get myself a UV light, a black light, and I will be. I'm happy to say the computer station is nothing. No, P free. Yeah, it, there's nothing here. Not even any cat stuff. So, yeah, God, I, I was I kind of impressed with that. So, gotta love that. Hey, um, we're gonna speed this along so that we can get into our second segment. Um, it is time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Burke's Spoken Spoken Word. In my eyes, indisposed, in disguises no one knows, hides the face, lies the snake, in the sun, in my disgrace, boiling heat, summer Stench. Neath the black, the sky looks dead. Call my name through the cream, and I'll hear you scream again. Black hole sun, won't you come and wash away the rain? Black hole sun, won't you come? Won't you come? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Burke's 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 Spoken Spoken Word. Word. That was deep. Did you get that one though? Oh, that that was deep. I was all over that. Like, <laughs> did you get it before I got to the course? Oh yeah. Oh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna take uh, any world news out there we need to know about. Oh crap! I forgot about the world news. Here, uh, yes, everybody, hang on. Now Scott Davis with the Gaza Strip update. They're still fighting. That was Scott Davis with the Gaza Strip update. Good to know. That's just insane. (laughs) Um, Let's see, I got two more seconds. No, we should probably take a little quick break here. For a second, are like you we're missing something though? Uh, but uh, it, it, yeah, there's one. Well, hang on. Okay. It's Depression Rock, the great new double album from K. Tell, with classic hits like "Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now." Girlfriend in a coma, dead souls, love will tear us apart. Why can't I be you, never enough, and the end of the world? With artists like the Smiths, The Cure, Marillion, Joy Division, Morrissey, and many, many more. Available on vinyl, cassette, and eight-track. The brand new album by KTEL. 
Yeah, we're blowing through this like crazy. A big shout out to our sponsor, uh, KTEL Depression Rock. Email us for a 15% off uh, code. And we'll get that out to you. Hey, A-tracks are only like 50 cents now. Nice. I know. <sighs> it's time for the Davis and Davis Show Motivational Minute. If you are feeling underappreciated at work or in life, it is you. You are the problem. You are the problem because you are doing too much. When you do a lot, you are expecting appreciation. And when you don't get the appreciation, you are disappointed. But when you do nothing, you give no fucks about appreciation. So do less. But always know that if possible, it is much better for you to do fuck all. Love it. This has been the Davis and Davis Show. Kevin hung up. <laughs> oh, did he? No, I, I think he's still there. But okay. <laughs> okay. So All we right. Can't like, talk about we can't talk about iTunes till the next episode. Okay, but I have that written down. Oh, double yeah. like yeah. yeah how it sucks yeah, yeah. Okay. um all right ladies and gentlemen we're gonna take our actual break here now uh we got through everything that we had to do ah uh, when we come back one of my favorite people in the world <laughs> is going to be coming on and joining us uh somebody i went to college with somebody burke went to college with somebody i lived with for a while <laughs> Until I burnt his house down. Uh, but we'll talk about that later, okay? The fact that he still talks to you says volumes. Hey, yeah. We have a special guest uh, in segment two, ladies and gentlemen. A really fun guy. It's going to be a great trip down memory lane. Uh, please stick around. Come on back, whatever you want to say. We'll... Uh, We'll be, we'll be right back.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Davis and Davis Show. Davis and Davis Show.com. The Davis and Davis Show.com for awesome merchandise needs. We have a special guest for you tonight. This music has something to do with it. A little bit, little bit, just a little. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm welcome all the way from the great state of California. It's the one, the only, <laughs> Kevin Linnell. Holy. <sighs> <laughs> That's awesome. About, yes. about well, three weeks ago. Get a long time. About three weeks ago, I gave Scott the link to the AI voice generator. Oh, he's been at it. He's been going off on that stuff. Oh, well, look at this. Yes, yes, yes. 1987, I graduated high school. Before that, Burke graduated in 1986. And he met, or 1985. We all went to the University of Akron, and he met a gentleman. A gentleman who was one of the best actors I ever saw on stage. In the 30 years that I was in the entertainment industry. Oh, wow. Didn't know you had a hype man, did you? Not at all. Wow. (laughs) One of the best actors I ever met. Totally professional. Totally pulled people out and, and made them better at their craft. And uh, his name is Kevin Linnell. Well, it's Kevin Linnell now. I didn't know you as Kevin Linnell. Well, no. I don't think anyone here knew, knew me as that. Uh, and I, I've always wanted to ask, was there a reason behind the name change or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to make that long uh, on you guys because uh, it was um, it was something that happened in family. But um, no, my dad and I didn't have the best relationship growing up now. And um, we well, he was not in the house, so he would stop by every now and then. But uh, my senior year of high school my mom forced me to go visit him and uh, uh, ask him for things for my senior year uh, and uh, cap and gown and prom money and all this other stuff. And so I go to visit him and he asks, uh, I ask him for this stuff because he, I said, well, my, my mom said for me to ask you, I didn't really want it, you know, but I was like, I'm going to ask you. So he gives it to me, but he, then he says, well, what are you going to do now? You're graduating, you're going off to college, what are you going to major in, what are you going to do? And I told him, you know, I was going to do, I was going to be a theater major. I'm going to go off and I'm going to act. And, and he kind of sort of scoffed at it, kind of laughed, you know, like, because we have an entertainment family. My mom was a singer. He was a singer. My brother's a singer. Um, I sing. I don't, I'm not a singer, um, <laughs> but I can carry tunes. <laughs> But um, my my brother was the probably the crown of our family of singers. Um, but he laughed at me for this, and uh, I we kind of got into a heated argument over that. And I told him, I said, if, you, if there anything happens in my career that is of note, if anybody ever sees whatever it is that I do, that first thing I'm going to do is change my name, and your name's not going to be on it. 
So the okay. first check I picked up <laughs> when I got uh, cast in my very first show and I got picked up my first check, that's exactly what I did. Uh, and I dropped his name and kept my middle name as my last name. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. Hey. So over the years, however, just to, just to make that light, um, we, we patched it up. Uh, it took 12 cool. years, but we patched it up and uh, everything was great for about five years until he passed. And we were cool. We were, we, I mean, I can honestly say that we ended our relationship as uh, father and son in a, on a decent note. Uh, we apologized to each other and we talked it out and he came to my wedding. Uh, good, nice. good for him. Good for him. You know, but then it was son. It was really funny after that though. Cause he was like, Oh, you, you can change your name back now. Right. <laughs> 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 I was like, after 12 years, man, I've been carrying this name and now I got a wife and I got two children at the time. Um, and then, you know, the third one came along in the midst uh, of everything. I was like, no, everybody's established here, man. It's not going back. <laughs> it stays. <laughs> so you went to, uh, when did you graduate the University of Akron? Oh, 1990. Ooh. When did you start? What year was it? 85. Okay. So we were there 85. from the beginning. Yeah. I was the, at that time, um, Ted lied. I think some of you know who he is. All right. Uh, Ted Light, he was on his way out of grad school and he left me as the only black person in the theater department <laughs> um, <laughs> for about two years for, for about, yeah, for about two years um, and my, my third year uh, if you remember Scott, I think you remember too, Burke uh, Valerie came into the theater department. She did a show called The Jazzer as her dissertation as a grad student. Oh, yeah. Um, and ended up marrying my brother. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're kidding. Three boys. <laughs> um, and still married to this day. So it's, uh, well, they, what, they got 32 years or something like that? Isn't wow. Maybe more. I think they got wow. 30, 32, 33 years in, in, in their marriage. It's, uh, and it's definitely to to be applauded because he's he came out of the marines and i don't know if you guys know he came out of the marines and he was still a marine when we initially met uh <laughs> all of you when i introduced him to all of you guys he was still that guy oh you know and and i don't know if you've ever met marines coming out of the service i mean other you know servicemen but marines my goodness <laughs> they're a different breed of cat i, I work for one so yeah i know yeah. So you understand, it was very hard to break him of of, of things that he was doing. But um, if you remember this too, as well, that music that you just played, we got him. My Charles and and I and and the two Pauls, we got him involved in things that were all musical. And as time went on, we broke him down and, and <laughs> made him human again. <laughs> music cures all. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was a very interesting thing. But uh, so, yeah, 1985 came in as a freshman. Didn't know what the heck I was doing. I was so. So your first year was the same first year uh, for Burke. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I met you 
two years after 1987 uh-huh. was was my first year there um and were you and tommy flowers i was not i didn't get cast um hey, uh what was his name lyle die lyle die um uh directed that show and he didn't like me at the time <laughs> um it was very interesting um he he tommy flowers was uh uh paul strobicki's first play it was charles's m- millionth play uh at the time and um i got to do a lot of tech on it um i got to do a lot of the switching i, I was doing a lot of the set movement but I but I didn't get to be a part of it. I loved the show. I thought it was great, and I didn't mind not being cast in it. I just enjoyed being around the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, I do have to say, if anybody remembers, uh, and I think you two might remember. I hope you guys remember, because I'll, I'll be sitting out here by myself if you don't. Um, I do remember this one actress in the show, um, and I don't think she did another show after it. But her name was Amy Cadwallader. Oh, I do remember Amy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She was the Farrah Fawcett of that show. Pretty much. Um, yeah. And uh, I pretty much came to see the show because she was there. <laughs> 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 well, okay. like, she doesn't have to know my name. She doesn't know who I am. She doesn't have to know anything. Just, just, uh, just know that I'm, I'm right here. I'm That's, here for it all. I'm your fan, whether you know it or not. <laughs> That's okay. We all had motivations in college. <laughs> Mine was but, Kelly Raypaz. But see, <sighs> and I remember, I remember her too. Uh, she, I don't have no idea where she went off to, but I do remember her. Well, she ended up going off. Well, I'm not going to go into it. She went to Wright State after the University of Akron. Um, I think Burke and I both dated her for just a hot second <laughs> and, and interesting. she was such a little a physically little person and she got around a lot <laughs> well it's probably our fault that she switched to the other side you know? i was not i was not one of them i was not one of them i was not one um we we did pal around a lot. We did we did hang out a lot. Uh, her and I, and we, we got to be pretty good friends. But we weren't we went we never crossed that road. But um, I do remember why though because she she had those really big piercing blue. Uh, they I mean like like looked right through you eyes. Oh yeah. So every time yeah. I knew somebody was captivated, it was like oh she's got him. <laughs> right where she wants them <laughs> just ask david copperfield uh <laughs> my goodness I mean, those days were were great even the winters were there no okay scott yeah 1987 uh, you came in yeah um if you remember us doing those night of one acts in uh yes sandifer theater yes uh, sandifer those night of, and and the car accident that happened wow you're so bringing up memories now (laughs) yeah that that was a major god burke i don't even know if you even knew about that but Uh we had a major all right so we opened that show it was a theater guild show it wasn't something that the theater department had put on theater guild show 
and we um we op opening night three sh three shows uh and it was sister mary ignatius line and i can't remember the third show but um uh my goodness i can't remember the director finn um his last name was finn uh, but i can't remember uh Fippin was his name Fippin. that's right oh yeah uh, yeah 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 Fippin was his name but um i'm still we, uh, friends with him Terry. on facebook <laughs> <laughs> but we we did a we it was a fabulous night all the shows went off well we had a cast party um and everybody had some people had hard feelings um and and it was it was very interesting because we, we were i knew that people were going to this cast party having some hard feelings about people wanting to date other people and whatnot and some unrequited feelings that didn't happen and people got super drunk over everything and um the next morning carmella oh yes um, julie Breyer, uh valerie bayless and myself were going to go down to dayton to do an audition and julie was driving but she was one of the people the night before that had the unrequited love and she was angry at everything and we're driving in in this is oh, man what was it february and the snow was falling everywhere yeah we're going we're trying to go down to 71 and she was just, she was doing 65 in, in a blizzard. Nope. You know, bad, she's doing, bad, bad. And we're trying to tell her to slow down and she's just mad. I got it. I'm doing it. It's just, and she fishtailed uh, right into a semi. Damn. She fishtailed right into a semi and uh, everybody except me got hurt. Wow. Everybody. I mean, like, Valerie got the brunt of it because the truck hit her on, on broadside on the passenger side, and Carmella had a huge knot on her head, and uh, Julie had glass through her, the right side of her body, and I got out of the car unscathed. And I'm looking around at, like, everybody. I thought Valerie was gone. I thought she was, because I just saw the car, and it was on top of her. Ooh. But we got out of that situation um uh the people were there to help us immediately and uh she had to have major surgery on her face and she recovered immaculately um she had glass all through her her face and we thought wow scars are going to be there forever no not a one huh she healed like it was never there and that... my brother met her six months later and then they started dating and got married. Gosh. Um, yeah. Kathy yeah. Janesco lit that. And I came in and helped her for a little bit. That was when Kathy and I first met, actually. Uh, well, first interacted as interactions that you have with Kathy Janesco. I don't know what you would call that. I don't know. Don't know. Um <laughs> She but, was great though. She was one of the best people. Um, uh, I had a, I had an enjoyment uh, there. Uh, uh, Burke, uh, when we first got there in '85, uh, we were. Did you see the Venetian twins? When the, no, I no, I did. I missed that. The, the Venetian twins. Um, Dave Hattinger was in that show um, with uh, Michael Sherman, and 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Uh, right after we did that show, um, that's when uh, Jay Jones did the modern Methoy. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> and I know, Scott, you probably heard many stories about modern Methoy because it never really went away. <laughs> um, Dude, it was hilarious. I, mean, I love that show. <laughs> it, it, you, were, you, just, you, you were in hell, weren't you? Yeah, I was Hades. Yeah. <laughs> as, as Prince. <laughs> 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 the best best musical segue ever in a show I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Whole bunch of girls coming out on a little bitty red Corvette. Of course, they're dancing around to like you know, you know this the, the music that's you know like evoking spring and everything, and like it wait, works. there's somebody coming, and there's just this guitar scratch, and it just goes into Jimi Hendrix music, and the the lights all go to red dude it was hilarious it was hilarious it was probably one of the best things i ever did uh introducing myself into this theater <laughs> department because i wasn't sure if i was going to stay um after i was like i don't think i'm gonna get cast in anything i'm the only black guy here and when they're not doing any shows that represent me so i don't know if i'm gonna do this so uh jay gave me a shot he was like here play this he didn't. I didn't even have to audition for it. He was just like, "Hey, we need a guy play Prince. Do that." And I was like, "Okay." I love Jay Jones. It turned out to be. I had so much fun with that. Um, I grew to know so many people. You brought um, up David Hattinger. I almost asked him to be on tonight with us. Um, he lives out here. Yeah, he he lived well. He lives out there, but he uh, teaches at the. Nazareth University. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I was trying my darndest to get well, first off, I tried to get Charles. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, I just laugh. <laughs> if you it, I, I all I have to say is if you can swing getting Charles, I will come back just so <laughs> I can see it myself. <laughs> I don't know if Charles would make it through the intro. Uh, the minute we went into break, he'd like disappear. We'd be like, damn. Like, you know what, guys? I'm not going to do this. <laughs> A little too much jocularity for me. No. Mm. <laughs> so what shows were you in at the University of Akron? Oh, my God. Did you do uh, Godspell? I did not do Godspell. I did Hair. Oh. Uh, if you remember, what were their names? Annie Farmer and um, her husband. Uh, yeah, I, 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 Homer. Homer and Annie Farmer. They were grad students. They were very organic and very granola. Um, <laughs> that is world. the most... Easy thing I've ever heard anyone say <laughs> it, in my life. <laughs> it, it is. They, they were. They were like the hippies of hippies, man. Um, and they wanted to do hair as their uh, grad project. Uh, so we did it. And we did it down in the, uh, what is that, Studio 28? Yeah. Uh, 
um, the little theater. The little um, theater the underneath uh, Sandifer. Yeah, yeah, we did it down in Studio Twenty Eight, and uh, it they pushed me into it like last minute, and I'm like, okay, I got to learn all these songs in like four days. <laughs> um, hmm. I just remember, I just remember singing the hair song. And it got to that one part in the song, and I was just like, I don't know if I'm going to get through this because I'm going to forget the words right away. Sure enough, I did. Um, <laughs> but, the, you know, I mean, the good thing was that it was a, a part that was very fast, so um, I could be mushmouthed if I wanted to. <laughs> um, and I sure did get through that that way. And, but the, grad, the, the graduate department loved it, and they got their degrees based on it, and they got to do an encore. And by the time we did the encore, I learned the words. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can tell you, uh, the reason why Lyle died did not like me. Uh, he uh, put me in this show at EJ Thomas, where I was the host of an, a night of Gershwin music, and uh, he gave me seven pages of of uh, narration that I had to learn within uh, four days. No. And um, I learned it, apparently not good enough the first night, um, <laughs> because here's this music just happening and all these blue haired ladies are in the front row and they're just ready to see some great, great Gershwin singing. And, and Charles was on stage with me as a bartender and I'm sitting on this, I'm perched in the center of the stage because I'm going to narrate throughout the whole show. And they bid a big crescendo of music. I stand up and I say, welcome to American Rhapsody. <laughs> and good God almighty 3000 old people sitting in this theater are staring at me saying, what just happened? And I'm staring at them like the sheet that was in my head is gone. And I think I muddled through 25 seconds of nothing until it came back. And oh, if you know anything about 25 seconds, feels like I felt like I grew a Moses beard by the time I got the words back. It has a lifetime and a half on stage, not knowing any, any of your lines. Oh, oh my God. Uh. But, but when, it, when the show was over, he comes down to me in the dressing room and he goes, I think you should carry the script with you. <laughs> 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 I think that would be best. <laughs> and if you remember how Lyle's attitude normally, you know, yeah, he was like, just carry that there, uh, script. <laughs> you know. Oh my God. Never cast me in anything else after that. <laughs> I will say this. Excuse me. I will say this. Once I graduated, from there, he directed um, Death of a Salesman. Yeah. And he came to Summerstock Theater in Minnesota to uh, to direct it. Lake Lahamatu? Yes, exactly. St. Cloud, Minnesota. And I had already started working professionally in Minnesota. And um, Susan Spears had already said, it's going to be a black cast for and you have to cast Kevin as Biff. <laughs> and he was like, "What?" 
I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall there. Just to watch Lyle go, oh, fuck. Well, here's the thing. She didn't tell me he was directing it until she said I could have the, the role. And then she was like, oh, here's the thing. Um, Lyle's going to be directing it. And I was like, oh, holy hell. <laughs> well. You know, so here it is, uh, first day of rehearsal, and we're staring at each other like, but I'm looking at him like, because at the time when I was younger, I was sort of like intimidated by him, you know, but once right. I started working and we were sitting in the, in the, the initial room together at, in uh, Minnesota, we're sitting in the initial room and I'm just staring across the room at him like, dude, I'm here to do the work. I'm ready to have some fun. Uh, I don't care if you trust me or not, <laughs> but we're going to have some fun. And by the time we got through the first week of rehearsal, he realized that he could trust me um, and could make it work. And uh, we ended up being much better with each other after that. Um, we able to patch up the old wound of the first night of Gershwin. And it's like, but uh, the rest of the nights of Gershwin, there were three nights of Gershwin. And the rest of the nights were great. You know? The rest of that show was great. Just those first 25 seconds. I bet. A little hiccup. Those unforgettable 25 seconds. I've been uh, I've been going through a list here of uh, people that, that are in my U of A theater friends uh, list. Let me see if you remember any of these. Tracy Tupman. Uh, still stay in touch with him, actually, through social media. Um, I we mostly communicate through celebrations of birthdays and holidays, but um, but yeah, I do stay. He's still out there. He's still doing his thing down in Columbus, correct? Um, I think the one thing that we had in common that we both um, and I think you remember uh, Burke. Uh, uh, maybe you do do Scott. I'm not sure. Um, uh, Meg oh. and uh, Meg have Meg and Chuck. Yeah. Um, Hamill. And uh, I can't remember the really, really tall lady. The, the Gloria. Oh, Gloria. Gloria McBride. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, all of those people. Susan Stout and Kia Fadatsko. I don't know if you remember those people. Mm -hmm. all, all those people were on their way out when I was when I was coming in. Uh, but they they really showed me a great time uh, before they left. Yes, I remember hanging out at Mitch's. Oh God! <laughs> and Fracasso's, um, uh, Mitch's especially because I didn't understand that place until I actually went there. Um, but it was all of them: uh, Julie Hall and Jeff and um, Julie Hazel. Do you remember her? Oh, uh, no, I don't. So Julie Hazel, she kind of had a thing for Michael Sherman. Um and yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it raises an eyebrow. It, it raises an eyebrow. You're like, uh, hey, you uh, Doug Michael Sherman? Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> Who's gonna tell her? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna tell her? I don't know. I'm not gonna tell her. You tell her. <laughs> like maybe she knew and she didn't care. I don't know. I was like, well, <laughs> there it is. Good, safe but then we all went there and we made this pyramid. I got a picture of all of us making this human pyramid. Uh, and it, it was a, a great picture. 
to have now because now that I'm in touch with pretty much all of them, um, it's great. Name some more people, Scott. Come on. All right. Uh, Harry Richardson. Yeah, the pianist. Oh, Harry was awesome. I loved Harry. Yeah, he still uh, plays to this day. He still plays. Still plays to this day. I actually met up with him in Chicago. I was doing a show, and he had been hired to uh, help orchestrate the music for that show. And it was just a small little one-off thing that we were doing. But um, I ended up walking in. I was like, holy crap. I know that guy, and I couldn't figure out where I knew him from. Uh, and it took us probably eight hours <laughs> <laughs> to finally go, oh, shit, we went to college together. <laughs> In Ohio. In Ohio. <laughs> uh, all right, what about... Uh, Tiffany D. Lauro Romero. Oh, yeah, Romero. Yeah, she's in Minnesota. One of uh, the greatest thing memories I have of her is that every lead role she got, I was her counter. So it didn't matter. Whatever Shakespeare part she had, I was the romantic lead for her. <laughs> um, whatever period piece she was doing, I was the romantic lead. Uh uh, for her, it was a, uh, it was great. Everything we did in Minnesota, um, uh, for the summer stock, uh, same thing. We did lend me a tenor together. Oh. That was one of the one. I love that show. Um, and uh, here we are again on stage, laughing at each other. Like here we are. <laughs> Dan just wanted it that way. Daniela Pickley. Just the name. I don't remember. The, she was after me, um, so you may have been gone when she got there. I met her through Disney. She was working for Disney, Ooh. and uh, I ended up hooking up with her there. Um, very nice. Not like that. <laughs> with you, who knows? Uh, we, know what, we know what hookup is. Uh Randall Enlow. Who remembers yeah. Randall Enlow? Oh god. Randall Enlow, um we are we we're Facebook friends actually. Um he I think was one of the most patient tech people I have ever met. <laughs> uh he taught me so much about how to use a freaking ruler, you know, uh, a <laughs> tape measure you know, how to actually use a saw and cut things because I was not a handyman at all, you know, and taking those classes in particular, I was like getting C's in those classes. I was like, I, I can't make this. You, how are you going to do? I'm new, I'm messing up all your lumber. <laughs> I'm just like, not working out. It's not working out. But uh, yeah, but he was very patient and he was very kind. And I, I when he left, I was I was very sad. Uh, another yeah. there was another tech guy was it tom johns was that his name texas guy he taught my electrical uh, the my lighting class um, oh uh the one that didn't they named kobe after him didn't they uh, no that that was uh paul oh. dom 
That was Paul Down. Um, yeah. No, Tom Jones. I think I know who you're talking about. They like um, cowboy boots, and he taught electrical theory class, and was just kind of in the background of stuff. But maybe he was early on and then left. I don't know. Well, we were at the same time though. Yeah, it's like some people I do I have great memories of uh, 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 Howard Slaughter. Um, but not not to get away from anything, but Randall Enlow. Yeah, I I have been friends with him ever since the University of Akron. He got me my first job at Kane Park uh, as the master or not master. I was just an electrician up there, um, but I ended up getting the the job down at Dallas Theater Center, and the guy that was coming in above me was uh was named Parker Nugent. and i'll cut that out um i'll fix that i'll fix that in post uh, he says that and he never does it so <laughs> I'm just, jay went to baldwin wallace and that's where randall went after he left the university of akron so we went through like two months and I finally got to the point where I was like, you're a fucking idiot and you don't know what you're doing. And that's when he finally told me that his teacher was Randall Enlow. So I called Randall up. <laughs> and two days later, Jay comes up to me. He's like, I wish you hadn't told my professor that I sucked at my job. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow sorry we all know each other in this business harsh we 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 know that the that that the uh what do they call that the, the six degrees of separation oh yes <laughs> hey what about varun Khanna? yes 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 were you in yes. that show were you in uh uh Stephino? boys next door I was not in Boys Next Door. Loved that show. I didn't do that show until I started working professionally in Minnesota. Okay. And I was Jack. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I took care of the four boys. But um, it was, that was the last show I did at the University of Akron. And it I was. I love that show. It, I think it was one of the best shows that was done. It's there. a winner, no matter what, you know. I think every audience member at every moment that that moment where the two, uh, the boyfriend and girlfriend, they're dancing and then they do that real dance and then go back into their it's oh just, yeah it wins. It, audience is sobbing just by the time it's done. It's just incredible. So, what were your highlights from college? Oh wow. Um, well, I'll I'll start with October tenth, nineteen eighty eight. Okay, um, that's that's the Michael Jackson concert. Um, how we got the tickets to go see that show, Scott? Were you there? You I was I was there, but I did not go with you. You didn't go. No. It's like yeah, that was a uh, uh, that night was everything that led up to that night we slept out in front of the richfield coliseum in the winter time and in 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 uh uh when you call those things sleeping bags it was sleet and rain what and do you call those night. things 
and Paul were all in sleeping bags on the ground in front of Richfield, waiting for the morning to come to buy these tickets. And I think we got eight or nine tickets that night uh, for that night. And we just took whatever we got, you know. Uh, and by the time that night came around, we thought we had nosebleed seats for whatever, whatever, you know. And we went to the very top and gave our tickets to the usher. And they looked at us like we were crazy and gave our tickets to an usher that was like a flight down from where they were. And then they were like, looked at us like we were crazy. And then they took us down another flight, you know. And then that person took our tickets and looked at us like, why were you guys all the way up there? And then this guy walked us up 10th row on the floor. Damn. And we flipped out. We didn't realize we were that close. And uh, we're like, do you realize we're close enough for him to throw his hat during Billie Jean and catch that sucker? <laughs> we were all planning. <laughs> we were all making plans. Just by, uh, two and a half hours of the best night of our lives we we none of us could talk at the end of that night coming back we were all just uh, the next morning i think we stayed away from school because we were just like we're not going to school we're coming <laughs> off of this hill. it was just awesome um, the best one of the best nights we ever had so that was a highlight um surviving um the we did this show called hurley burley mike fippin is his name that's his name that's he it. directed that uh and wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about James Fippin? Is it James Fippin? It's James. James Fippin. He directed that. And uh, it was a highlight for me because I was the only undergrad in the show. Everybody else was a graduate student. And I asked James, like, why he gave me the role. And he was like, I wanted to challenge myself as much as I wanted to challenge you. Uh, to see if you were not intimidated to be with these grad students and work it out on this stage of this banter, this David Rabe banter. Uh, and uh, it was amazing to work with them. Uh, and they were patient. Um, uh, we were all patient with each other. And the, the lead actor, he didn't memorize his lines until the night before the show. He was struggling. He carried his script the whole time. And amazingly enough, when opening night came, he dropped that book and he was on it. I was like, wow, this is because I, I doubted. I was like, he's not going to make it. <laughs> he's not going to make it. <laughs> but he got but he got through it. And it was I was in awe of him because he gave his all in the show. If you remember Lysistrata or Lysistrata, um, <laughs> where all of us are walking around with phalluses. That's the phallic rod. I had to make so many dicks in that show. <laughs> oh my God. That show, we had so much fun with that because we were improving all over the place and uh, uh, Wallace Sterling did not like that very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you know Wallace Sterling. Wallace was like, you know. The old dude, man. <laughs> now, Kevin. <laughs> You've got to be on your P's and keys. <laughs> You've got to stay on your P's and keys. And it's like, no, no, don't. I can't have you going off script now. <laughs> All of us did it. All of us did it. It was a, it was, a, it was just a fun show. We're walking around with these phalluses and beating each other over the head with them. So, and it's like, and the, uh, uh, the, it seemed to me that the ladies had more fun with them than we did. Well, you know, oddly I'll, enough, 
Paul Dom uh, lit that show, and I was his assistant lighting designer, and I wrote all the cues for the show. And we sat down the first day of tech, and Paul turns, looks at me, and goes, this is going to be a shit show <laughs> because nobody's going to follow the script. So let's just figure it out. Just make sure that everything is R54. Lavender. Oh everything has to be purple. <laughs> so, okay. So my number one, my number one uh, memory for all of us in this room here is Scott burning down my apartment. Now, geez, I didn't think we were going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, you know, I got to, you know, I got to bring this up. I have to bring it up because I know that a lot of people hearing this story would have thought there's no way that a friendship can survive that. It's just like, <laughs> here's the thing that didn't happen and preserved everything that we, that were, we were all about. None of the records were burned. <laughs> oh. it was the just, music stayed intact. It was just the staircase, man. <laughs> All the music stayed intact. So here's the thing uh, with that. I deserved having that fire happen in that apartment. Okay, because here's, here's what happened. There was a grad student that was there, and I do not remember her name. Um, okay. Very bodacious black woman uh who was she living upstairs she was not uh she that was carmella wasn't it and it wasn't carmella it was another she wasn't a grad student she was an undergrad um oh, okay. this grad student, i wish i could remember her name but i can't it, it was a fleeting moment that should never have happened in the first place but she invited me over to her place and at that time if you remember michelle krusevich Yes. Yeah, Krasovich, I was seeing her at that time. And this woman invites me over to her place, and I'm like, I'm going to have to investigate. I'm going to have to go see what this is all about. How <laughs> someone go over there? So, <laughs> stupid me, I go over there, and it's exactly what I thought it was, but I wasn't ready for that. She yeah. pulled out the wine. She had... uh lubricants and candles and everything and she was just like she lit it up and she had this sheer negligee on and i was like holy cow i wasn't uh i thought we were just gonna talk about the possibilities of this <laughs> i didn't know it was gonna happen <laughs> you know and i did everything i could to get out of there um because i was like i i can't i can't you know um, but I was in there for a good hour and she's just like, massage my back here, put the, so I'm just doing that. But at the same time in my mind, I'm like, I gotta go, I, gotta, I can't, I can't stay. <laughs> and I remember being like this, this little kid and I ran out of the apartment and I ran all the way back home. By the time I got there, this had happened. Yeah. And I walked in, I'm like, I deserve this. I deserve this. <laughs> I should never have been in that woman's apartment in the first place. It should, it, what was I thinking? It's like, but I tell you, Scott, we had already established who we were with each other. 
yeah. by the time that happened. So when it all came down to it, it was like the landlord was like, get out. And we were like, well, here we are, you know, and my feelings on it were, were just like, this doesn't change where we are. Yeah. You know, well, I, I don't think, I'll, okay. A lot of people don't understand um, or, or don't know the story. I became homeless when my parents kicked me out of my house and I lived for two months in a closet in, in Santa Fe theater. Uh, Paul Dom actually brought me a freaking mattress to sleep on. And Kevin was, I mean, Kevin was a good enough friend and all that. He didn't give a shit. He was like, come stay here, come stay here. And I had a house for a month. Um, I mean, it was the most gracious act I've ever seen anyone do for me. And I was like, this, this is the shit. And this is part of the reason why I hated losing touch with you because you were really the only thing that got me through my, my junior year of college. I tell you what happened uh, for most people. My mother and my grandmother within a month and a half period died. Uh, They died my senior year and uh, that took me out um, for a while. And I didn't think I was going to graduate, which is why I ended up graduating in 90 instead of 89. um, Because I was far away from wanting to study anything at that point. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was, it was very difficult. And I distanced myself from a lot of people just because I just, I didn't know how to process both my, they were basically my parents, you know, my mom and my grandmother were they the one, they were the ones that raised me. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how to process. I'm 22 trying to figure out how the heck they died so close to one another, you know, and my mind just kept spinning and people were in my life at that time. I was just very stoic. Um, and I did a lot of clubbing and a lot of drinking. And uh, Charles was there for it. My brother was there for it. And they tried their best to encourage me. And the highlight, the biggest highlight of being around them during that period was when we got to go to MTV. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And uh, do that show down in Florida. Spring Uh, break. That helped us through a lot, my brother and I. Um, uh, Because we were, yeah, we were, our brains were with one another, like, what the heck is going on in our lives? Um, and once I graduated, I just left. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm leaving Ohio, I'm never coming back. Uh, I'm distancing myself from everything because who's there now? Yeah. You know, um, and I just, it was a not a, the greatest decision for myself um, because I did miss everybody when I left. I didn't even give a goodbye to anything or anyone. I was just like. I'm going 14, 14 hours west, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to live here because I was going to go seven hours east at first, you know, and head out to uh, New, New York. Jersey, uh, New York, and um, 
But Susan Spears had a heat influence on that. It turned out to be the best move I ever made. Minnesota, if you guys have never been there, theater there is amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The work there is incredible. It's still like that to this day. And the fact that they they pay you well, um, I think well, that... They have to can... pay you to get through the snow and ice, but that's okay. And that's the that's that was the only thing that deterred a lot of people from being there. Of yeah. course, was the the weather. But I did four years of straight acting, you know, of everything. I did theater, film, television, voiceovers, daytime theater, uh, educational theater. It was just everything was there for the taking, and I did it all and got paid well to do it. And it was arrogance that pulled me away from Minnesota. Really? Uh, I was 20, I was 26 and I thought the world is mine. I can go out to LA and I'm going to be huge. And, uh, uh, I come out here to LA and it humbled me in a major way, oh, yeah. a major, major way. Um, um but I could I would have stayed in Minnesota if, if not for that. And it's like, I know we're past our time here. I see that it says we're out of time, but, well, uh, it, it's okay. Can you stick around for one more? Se- we usually do two segments and then I cut it down. Are you, are you available? Do you have the time? I, I definitely have the time. I'm in, uh, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to tell you this before you go on to your next break. Burke and Scott, um, this is a highlight for me at the beginning of 2024 uh, <laughs> to see two guys that I practically kind of like showed all kinds of vulnerability to <laughs> uh and uh i am grateful that you even asked me to be hey. here hey you know so it's uh hey, we're I, glad I, you're here man yeah <laughs> you know we, um, yeah we I'm were just, just running out of content so <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone see the truth comes everyone out else I, turns was down. Second, <laughs> I was a second guest it's okay you know, Hey, but I'm glad to be here anyway, regardless. I just I'm I'm just grateful that you saw me as a second guest. <laughs> we're gonna be right back and we're gonna go and see what Kevin did after college. Um oh and and finish it out, man, because Burke and I have zero clue. The minute that you left Akron, never heard from you again. So we're gonna find big all that game of catch up. Yeah, and I have I'm, to ask I'm here you for it. What was Kelly Ray Paz's uh, uh, roommate's name? What was her name? Redhead. Redhead. Oh, Irish. Tiny, t- uh, tiny oh, girl. Yes. Uh, Burke and Devon, I have Devon Stid. No. No, no, no. The the petite, cute one. Devon was a little <laughs> not on the petite side. I mean, she was she's a she was a little more luscious girl. She was very short. Yeah, well, they, yeah, but the, no, the other but one not looks, very. Yeah, redhead. Mm. Well, no, she's. I'll. What? What? We'll catch up when we get back. I'm gonna post a picture, and you'll sit there and go, "Oh, her." <laughs> what the fuck's her name? Because that's what that's what Burke and I have been saying for the past eight eight years. Who the oh, hell boy. is that? What's her name? I might be able to see it. I might be able to tell you. All right. Juno and the Paycock. She was in Juno and the Paycock. 
Oh, geez. That's another Dave Hedinger special. Oh, God. I was about to have him on the show, but <laughs> Burke was afraid that he'd he, he get upset. Still, he's still probably pissed off at me and Craig, but yeah. I'll tell you about that when you come back. We'll be right back. I lost my arm for Ireland. <laughs> Make sure that you check back soon for part two of this podcast.